I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. We've done Fingless Cabra, Stalorgan, Blanche, Drimna and Walkinstown and Tala last week. Tala, yeah. Very popular one. So Swords is up this week. So if you're from Swords or you know Swords like the back of your hand, what are the most important famous things to come out of Swords? Who's the most famous person to come out of Swords? What is the most famous thing? Where is the best part of Swords to be from? We know Ronan Keating. Is, is that confirmed? Is the most famous person Is that confirmed? Swords. Completely confirmed. I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, uh, what kind of the best chipper, the best takeaway, the best pub, the best, uh, you know, road to have lived on, the best school in the area? Yeah. These are all important things that we need. So we are taking the final suggestions now. We'll play out the sword song tomorrow night. Oh, and by the way, any suggestions for a sword song? I've one or two and I'm like, ooh. So uh, we've got a lot of work to do in the next 24 hours. But swords, let us know the most important things about swords that you must include in uh, a song dedicated to swords. Let us know. 0876797104. Uh, Joel Curry and Medusa with Dermot Kennedy on the way next here on F1. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Evening. Hope you're you're doing well on one of the most confusing days ever. When it comes to things like the, the weather, anyway, it was a bit mad today. But if you're from Swords, you do need to listen up. <laughs> If you're sauntering down through swords, what are the most famous things about swords? The most famous chipper, people, nightclub, you'd have to go with the right venue, obviously. I know it's not there anymore, it's what Jam Park now, but uh, we're compiling a list because tomorrow we are playing out our song for swords. Sounds like something that's on RT1 at 7 o'clock on a Sunday. No, we've been remixing different parts of Dublin into songs like... Touch me, Sorry. Beautiful Now I did actually get someone message me saying the worst song out of all the songs was Walkinstown. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's, who's, uh, who's someone someone messaged me saying I have to oh, say Oh, well, well, you know what? If they're going to say that You where always like Stilorgan and actually your worst song is Walkinstown. <laughs> well, you know what? It's better than their song for Walkinstown. Exactly. You know what? So, you know. Anyway. I think it's all falling back on me but they're, sure <laughs> they're, they're all pretty bad uh, so listen um, Swords let's go is Ronan Keating from Swords Ronan Keating is from Swords Ronan it's official Keating. everyone Ronan um, we got I can't say that name without saying Ronan, Ronan. but uh, father yeah. hello Ronan uh, Jacko Park apparently we've been told uh, who else do we have in here the right venue the right venue we have the airport yeah what's that Alsa 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 yeah, yeah Alsa um, we have the pub that pub Schoolhouse Schoolhouse pub Deadly pub Yeah 
God, I've, my cousin lives in Swords. Wright's Cafe Bar. Wright's Cafe is, Bar, yeah. That's the one across the road. Oh, the pavilions. They have a fantastic Apache. I don't know if we can include that now. I, used to, I spent a lot of time on yeah. Apache Pizza there. But like, what would be the main go-to chipper in Swords? This is what I want to know. See, Swords is so big, I don't think there's one chipper. Oh, there has to be one standout takeaway that is the best takeaway. I don't remember. Now, I spent a good six years hanging around there. I don't remember the one chipper. There, there has was so be, much choice. Okay, Apache, there has to be one standout where it's like, oh, you have to get this. There's definitely a standout Chinese. If you're from Swords, what is in it? It's on the main street in Swords. It's a Chinese takeaway. Unbelievable. Oh, there's a good big Garda station in Swords as well. In the, in the there middle is of actually, the yeah. Station. Is the station house the white pub in the middle of the village? Is there a pub in the middle of the village got a small little car park in front of it? Yeah. What's that pub? Ooh, what is that pub? I'm not sure if it is the station house, but yeah. I don't think it is Because that's where you park if you're going to Swords because the main street is so busy you can't get parking. Um, so you park in that car park. Okay. The Lord Mayor pub. Is that what it is? Yeah. Coachman's Inn. Home store and more. I don't, I don't know where the Coachman's Inn is, but I was definitely in the Lord Mayor. What is the Chili Shaker? Is that a restaurant takeaway? Don't know. No idea. Okay. Now, that could have been the Chinese takeaway. Anytime I was there, I, I had a few orange juices. I don't remember what the name of it was, but the food was delicious. Okay, so we've also got, uh, apparently, Jason Byrne is from Swords. Again, debatable. Is he 100% from Swords? Apparently he is, yeah. Jason Byrne, Ronan Keating, oh, and with the couple of footballers who play, uh, is it Darren Daly? I'll have to go back over the Cart City? Where, where's Cart City? Is Cart City and Swords? Must be. What else do they have? They have, um. Oh. What's the industrial estate? They have like a big. What's in there? Is that Wood? Not a Woody's. Woody's is there. probably is a Woody's. Yeah. Probably Woody's they have like an industrial. An airside. Airside. Oh, there we go now. There airside. we go. Airside and Swords. <laughs> Can't beat that now. Uh, that has the drive-through McDonald's or Burger King where you can get a coffee in the middle of it, doesn't it? Does that's where and I got my first car as well? They will clamp you if you park there. If you were going to the right venue, you left your car in that car park overnight. Boom! They love clamping all around there. Do they? Oh my god! Bit you like get ten here. minutes. Boom! And the car park can be empty. It's not as if you're taking up any spaces at all. Car park. Obviously, there's like hundreds of car parking spaces at Airside, and then they're just like, "Good luck, see you, bye." Uh-huh. Um, uh, Nikki Burner's from Swords. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he? Nicky Burns from Swords. There can't be two pop stars from Swords. Kenneth, now come on. Is there really? Hang on, I need to just double check this now because, you know, we can't have a Westlifean and a boy's own from yeah. the same place. Like that would just be outrageous, wouldn't it? Alan has said Ed Byrne is from Swords. Is he? Is Ed Byrne? We don't know. Hmm. Any information you're getting on Nicky Byrne there? Nicky Byrne, are you from Swords? Will you let us know? If you're listening, I am. <laughs> Dublin Doesn't Airport has to be in it. Yeah, of course. Best place to work ever from Sam. Skipping past the important information. I'm going to have to actually type in where is Nikki Byrne from? Where did he grow up? Okay. And it comes back bloody Dublin. We know that, he's that, from Dublin. That's another one, right? Is Danny from the script? Stephen, thanks for that. Is Danny from the script of Swordsman? Because he would then be the most famous. He'd be more famous than Ed Byrne and Jason Byrne. Are Ed Byrne and Jason Byrne related? That's what I'm thinking. Whoa. Danny from the script. Is Danny from the script from Swords? Is Danny from the script from Swords? 
All of these important questions. Very important. The Chili Shaker is an Indian restaurant. Lovely food. The Pink Elephant is a Chinese. Is yes. It, is that the one? That's the, the one. Pi- the Pink Elephant. Pink Elephant, yeah. Movies at Swords as well. Love that. Sorry, this is like we're both doing our homework here. We're well, writing all of these down to make sure that we uh, we capture them all. Okay. You talk amongst yourselves. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Just checked Wikipedia. Ed Byrne has been confirmed. Ronan isn't. He's from Bayside. What? This is what I thought. I did not think Ronan. Wikipedia was said. Said what? Ronan is from Swords. Swords. We see Swords in Bayside. I know they're close. Swords, Bayside, Port Marnock. Because there's uh, Bayside isn't near Swords. I you know, but it's not like a Bayside high school. Because my friend went to Bayside, and I was like, "Oh my god, look, safe for the bell." Couldn't believe it. Didn't realise we had yeah, a Bayside school. Yeah, I thought Bayside school. was real cool as well. Yeah, and then there was just like, oh, it's just normal school. No, I don't think it's near there though. Oh my God, no one can confirm if Nikki... Okay. Oh, I Well, know. Ronan's gone. If Ronan's Bayside We now. know where... We know where... Ronan is gone. Nikki Byrne's wife grew up, but we don't know where Nikki Byrne grew up. Outrageous. Um, Ronan lived in Swords, but wasn't from there. For Getting all sake. the dirt here this evening now. Right, now, okay. Now we don't know. Is there anyone famous? Are you all just... Useless. Swords is the pink elephant the best chipper takeaway. Then I do remember that, and that was a fantastic Chinese. Okay, so pink elephant, if you're listening to us now this evening, are you deemed the best? But if there's a competing one they want to mention, let us know. This is all going into Swords. Uh, we are obviously creating a song tomorrow night on the show. It'll be dedicated to Swords, to the people and the things that make Swords what it is. If you're from Swords, if you know Swords like the back of your hand, what do we have to 100% mention? Yeah, can the, we just say? Can you be definite? In your messages coming in here. We're getting things like Cart City. We're getting excited about that. Other people are saying, no, that's in Santry. We cannot be putting in Ronan. We cannot be putting in Cart City. Dedicating it to Swords when Swords is known. Yeah, these, 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 yeah. Uh, Derek out in Furhouse. How are you tonight, sir? Danny from the script is from Ballantyre. Yeah, there we go. That's miles away. Miles away. Not even, (laughs) he's from the south side. (laughs) We are from the tier. We are from Ballantyre. Right, okay. That's good to know. What's the chant to that? Is there a, a, a rhythm, melody to that that I've gotten wrong, Derek? We are from the chair, we are from... I don't know. He used to work in Extra Vision and Swords. And Ronan Keating was a regular. I used to be a regular in the Extra Vision and Swords. Can mm. we include Extra Vision and Swords? I know it's not there anymore, but please. Codeliner from Swords, that's what I thought. Now, a lot of people are saying Codeline. Codeline is made up of four four men. They can't all be from swords. Who knows? Maybe they're meant in swords. We'll do a bit of research on that. Code line is, is on the list. Dublin Airport. Yeah. That uh, needs to be there. Uh, an obvious one. Uh, good evening, guys. Nikki Byrne is Baldoyle. Ah, okay. There we go. Well, people were saying... And Baldoyle is miles away from swords as well. But Baldoyle is nowhere near swords. <laughs> well, no, it's not, not really, no. Miles away. Okay. 087-6797-104 Need to let us the, the most important famous landmarks from Swords the people from Swords the chipper is there a better takeaway than the pink elephant in Swords that we need to mention we've had Airside the airport Alsa uh, the right venue obviously the right cafe bar um, and a few other places lads you have to mention the grill house in oh, Swords oh yeah and Codeline okay fair enough Emer Codeliner from Swords the grill house yeah I remember that as well what is the grill house the grill house what is the one uh, is there a place beside in the right venue what's the name of that one? Oh, that's got like it's like a meat eater's dream it is amazing it's in the same complex as the right venue at the front unbelievable big open plan kind of thing I'm thinking the grill house is in 
Like the centre, like the near the main street, no? Pigs and heifers, is that not hogs and heifers? Emer, is it hogs and heifers? Right, the only confirmed famous people are Caroline. What? Can you hear that? Is someone having a gaff party? Someone's having a gaff party. Dear God. Anyway, uh, last few ones, uh, the important things to mention in swords. 87 The kid, Lowry, without you. It's Room 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. and also on the FM 104 app. Kickoff times 12.30 this week, Leeds and Chelsea this weekend. Get it all on the website, fm104.ie and on the app. If you have not downloaded that already, you can get it on whatever uh, app store you have, iOS or Android. It's Premier League Live with Now TV. You can stream live Premier League action with a Now TV, Sky Sports or Sports Extra Pass. This week, it is the turn of... Let me just start that again. It is the turn of Swords. Swords is getting remixed. We have done Stilorgan, Finglas, Cabra, Blanchestown, Walkinstown, Drimna and Tala. Okay, they've all been done. This week, it's Swords' turn. We just want to make sure that we get absolutely everything we need in and the most famous things, people, places from Swords included. Now, people um, are getting very angry that we're including the airport. The airport? Oh, I like this. The, yeah, okay. Uh, it's on the Swords Road. The airport is not in Swords. It's four kilometres away near Clochran. Clochran. Christy, okay. Christy, Christy, Christy. Fair enough. It is kind of on the way to Swords, though, isn't it? Well, it's on the Swords Road. Let me just see the address. Dublin Airport, where are you based? Where is the Dublin Airport address? Contact. Because then we can send a letter and ask them. Dublin Airport, it's three kilometres south of the town of sorts. So technically, the address just says Dublin. Uh, Contact us via the website. um, So we have to take the airport out. Yeah. That's actually quite sad. No airport. Sorry, lads. No, you're, you're not actually owning... The airport. <laughs> you swords folk. Dublin, let me just see. Dublin airport address. Airport. Dublin. If it says the swords road, though, is that, no, does that count? No, no, it doesn't. I mean, we have the Navan Road here in Dublin. No, no it says them. County Dublin. No, we're not including it. Good show, Christy. Yeah. This is why we need people like Christy who are. Yeah, we don't want to be including you know, wrong any old thing. Yeah, and two of the lands confirmed from Codaline to be from swords. Okay, thanks for that. So, that's good to know. Kellogg's HQ? Oh, Kellogg's HQ! National Show Centre. Oh, yeah, the National Show Centre in Swords, yeah. Oh, we have to include that. Uh, Kellogg's HQ, Swords. 33 bus goes to Swords, lovely. A list of people we got sent in here now. Uh, See, Ronan is not from Swords. We've just... Well, it just says Ronan Keating, singer-songwriter, lived in the Highfield residential development on the town's south-southern side. Is he from Swords? No. It says he lived there. He did live there, but look, a lot of people have lived in lots of places. (laughs) Matt Doherty, footballer, born in 1992, Irish footballer. Is Matt Doherty Born in Swords. Okay, uh, Codaline, come from Swords. Well, two of the lads. Anyway, this is a mad one, right? Richard Montgomery, hero of the American Revolution. Born, born in Swords. swords. That, has, that has to be the most famous person. Oh, yeah. Chris Newman. He was he? in Red Rock and a few other things. He's a. He's an actor, yeah. He, Is wouldn't, he, be, from he wouldn't be too well known. No, he's not. We Paul, Paul Flynn, Dublin Fingalins, GAA. And there was another Dublin footballer as well, Daly, wasn't it? I think it plays for the same place. All right, we, okay. have, we have most things. The airport is Collinstown. Thanks, Dave. 
Oh, a few people said that. Oh, guys. yeah. Dublin okay. Airport is officially that's, in a place called That's Constell. news to me. There we go. Now, now we know. So it's not in Swords. We can all go home smarter after the show and go, actually, it's not actually in Swords. It's in Constell. Yeah. Lovely. Dear God, now. Well, then hang on, hang on, hang on. Does that mean Alsa is in Constell? It's going to throw a lot of things because we put Alsa down. Again. No, Alsa's not beside the airport. Yes, it is. Kind of. Yeah, but it's not. It's still in Swords. I don't know. Yeah, Alsa. Alsa's in Swords. Alsa Dublin Airport. Because the Alsa, is the Alsa not the Dublin Airport? It's not in Dublin Airport. No, but is it not? What does Alsa stand for? I don't know. Alsa Sports Centre. It could be like the Aer Lingus Sports thing. No, it's not the Aer Lingus Sports Centre. Oh, I think it might have something to do with the airport though. Is it? I don't know. That is in County Dublin, so it's not Swords oh, either. Oh no! County Dublin, maybe You're that's... taking the, that out? Um, Alsa, what do you stand for? Give them something, for God's sake. Oh, what, what does Alsa stand for, lads? Anyone know? Someone anyone has know? to know. Call us 10 pin... Bo- oh, they've bowling there as well. I keep forgetting. Uh, contact, Where? where's your address? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Where is your address? We don't know. It's not showing up. Maybe they're too embarrassed to say they're not from Swords. I don't know. Oh, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Location. Let's get the location. It's not in Swords. Ooh, it's not. The Tubber old Bunny. airport road. Tubber Bunny. Ah, <laughs> Tubber Bunny. That's cute. That's, that's where that is. Tubber Bunny. We can't include it. So Alice is gone. Yeah, Alice right, is we're, gone. We're doing a bit of fact checking here this, this evening is, now. This yeah. is sad. This it's, is depressing. Actually. Swords is a complex place. A very complex. Right. Yeah, lads, I think you need a new place. I think there's too many questions around here, though. Foss is around there. Uh, Taylor Pub, JC's, Savage, Supermarket, and also not in Swords. It was built for the airport staff originally. Um, Alsa, yeah, sorry, we're taking Alsa out of it. I just want to know what, what does Alsa stand for? And yeah, we do know that Ryanair headquarters is in Swords, but we're not including it in case a certain someone sues us. Ah, uh, they won't. I wouldn't give them the free advertising. That and, enough. you know, they'd probably ask for money for... Using their name? Yeah. Screw them. Screw them. Right, okay. There's a ton of information to go on there as well. Again, it, kind of the, the best housing estate to have grown up in in Swords. What would have been? You know, we, we heard rumours of... Uh, what was it? River Valley and the other one? The warring factions oh, yeah. of Swords. No, obviously, just when you're growing up. Let us know anyway. We've loads there anyway. Thanks for texting in. We'll do it tomorrow night. I mm, Song-wise, I was thinking of going with Rihanna's We Found Love. We Thinking found of... Swords in it. Uh, but change Hopeless to... 
maybe something better. Yeah. Don't want to go slagging swords. No, we're not slagging swords. No. Uh, so if you have any other songs that you think might work well with swords, let us know. 0876797104. Medusa with Dermot Kennedy, Paradise. On the way next here. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Cormac and here on Room 104. Still to come on the show a little bit later on. Uh, you're going to be hearing from two guys, a minister a religious minister and a peace activist who decided to break into a military installation and try and destroy some fighter jets. So that'll be fun. And that'll be an interesting story to hear. They're on the way in about, ooh, 10, 15 minutes time. So do stay tuned for that. Uh, Now, though, good news. Good news, good news on the TV front. The trailer for the latest season of... Line of Duty. Line of Duty. Has dropped. It's up on fm104.ie if you want to take a look at it. Were you a fan? I started watching it and I, I, I feel as if you're going to falling. say you stopped and you didn't get into it then I kept falling asleep why did you I don't know why it just didn't grip me like it gripped everyone else okay I like different things like I cannot you like boring stuff do you do you yeah. like just watching paint dry and vanilla stuff and well, beige food it's kind of what the crown is so yeah <laughs> that's exactly what I like uh, along with my beige food yeah I'm obsessed with the crown could watch that all night and not get bored but I just kept falling asleep I will get back into it eventually but I don't what like catching up what series did you watch the f- like I watched it from the start but how, how many did, series did you watch did you watch I the pro- second, no I probably watched series? maybe four episodes oh fuck yeah I'd say like uh, the first series you can tell they didn't put too much money behind it because they're like oh I don't know if this is going to work it's still a really good series but the second and the third and the fourth lads it's dropping, is it the 21st of March? Uh, yeah, this month on the 21st. On BBC, so I'm sure that'll be on air. If you have normal channels, BBC 9pm, 21st of March. If you have normal channels, you'll be able to see it. And I don't know whether where you'll be able to see that online. You know the iPlayer, they're like, no, saying you can't watch it. Yeah. I'm sure that someone knows a way um, around you that you'll be able yeah. to find it online. Yeah, but uh, we're really looking forward to that. I'm going to have to watch a recap, though, because you know when you kind of forget half of the previous series? Well, that's not a good sign, is it? Listen, I I know I enjoyed it. No, a lot I, of people did and a lot of people are looking forward to it. So, look, different strokes for different folks, as they say. Yeah, if you haven't seen that now, definitely want to go um, go one, one, one to go and watch. I know, if you haven't jumped on the bandwagon right now, you're probably not going to be a lot of effort. Yeah, it's too much out. effort, yeah. It's like Game of Thrones, I just can't. But listen, if yeah, I never got into Game of Thrones either. But listen, if you are looking for something different to watch, and it's really, really good. It's one of the best series I think I've ever watched. Uh, and it's all so many plot twists so, so many M. Night Shyamalan plot twists where you're like oh no way what an actor what's going on mm. uh, so that is the 21st of March at 9pm on BBC One and I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere if you don't have uh, BBC thank you for all the uh, suggestions that have come in for Swords by the way we are remixing Swords tomorrow evening into uh, a Whopper Dance Banger tune last week was Tala and for the final time now here on the show, I think we'll give Tala one last blast because it did really, really well. A lot of people seem to like it and if you know, might inspire some songs that we can use for swords as well. I think so too. I am proud of myself for being on time in the song. Oh yeah, and it was very good. Timing was good, yeah. You know, recording the vocals properly, I told you I did a mid-squat while recording this. I didn't sit down, I didn't stand up. You're I did a the toilet, were you? I, <laughs> I, I, I should have been. If I had the mic there, it would have been a nice job. But... um this is it. Right, here we go. This is DJ Sammy's We're in Tala. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Kieran. Yeah, Kieran, who uh, said he wants to marry me after hearing that song. Kieran, unfortunately, I'm going to have to turn your offer down. Yeah. 
Thanks for the support, though. Sorry about that, Karen, but I delighted you liked it and loved it. And if you would like us to send you, like, the MP3... Yeah, we can send that over. We could send you a vinyl. We'll get it on vinyl, we'll sign it for you and get it over. Yeah, I'll sign it for you, no worries. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night, it's Swords. We're going to butcher Swords into a song. Uh, we need to figure out what song we're going to use as well for Swords. Somebody said that, like, it might be a little bit old, you know that one? Huh. What is it good for? Absolute War by Edwin No, Starr. that's far too old. Um, well, we don't mind old once it's a We need a bit scanger of da- a, da- a dancey, poppy, yeah. Yeah. Teenage disco kind of thing that would have blasted the ears off you back in the day. Back in the day. 0876797104. If you can think of anything off the, the top of your head, we will take it. Still to come on the show, a couple of guys. One is a minister, religious minister. The other is a peace activist. They decided to go Grand Theft Auto style on this, break into a military facility. They wanted to not rob a plane, but dismantle fighter jets that were deemed or were on their way to Yemen to partake in some uh, war crimes, as they do. Uh, they got arrested. Amazing story, though. They broke in, tried to wreck some 100 million euro fighter jets, and they're going to be on shortly telling you how and why they did it, what it was like breaking into a highly, highly classified military facility. Here's Medusa with German Kennedy, First Up Paradise. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. Cheers for uh, tuning in. Now, do you believe in something, anything? Have you ever believed in anything so strongly that you'd be willing to risk going to jail, spending years behind bars just to see this through? Um, because joining us now is uh, are two guys who are anti-war activists, peace activists, and who saw what they felt was something uh, did so wrong that they were like, yeah, you know what, we're going to do something about this if it means going to jail because of it. It's a fascinating story involving uh, fighter jets, military bases, and war and uh, somehow they're not behind bars right now and how did that happen well they're on to tell us now we're l- delighted to welcome uh, Sam and Daniel to the show how are things lads how's it going yeah so good thanks a million for uh, coming on and chatting to us this obviously story is absolutely insane before we get into why you did it can you just tell us what you did uh yeah uh, so we we broke into uh, BAE systems arms base uh, BAE systems are a arms manufacturer uh they uh, build jets for all, all kinds of different air forces including in the Saudi Air Force, who uh, at the time and continue now to bomb uh, to bomb Yemen, and you know it's a war crime, uh, and so uh, we felt that we needed to do something about that. And um, how did you guys kind of wind up meeting? I know it sounds like a relationship question, and you're dating, but like, hey, what's your guys' backstory to getting to that point? So I'd seen uh, Woody on a couple of demonstrations against the arms trade, and. I was at a wedding of, uh, we were at a wedding of my friends, Myra and Andrew. And uh, I don't know if, uh, they're Quakers, I don't know if you've ever been to a Quaker wedding, but there's no priest or nothing. So everyone signs the wedding certificate. And there's this giant queue because, you know, like everyone's got to sign the wedding certificate. And uh, I saw Woody at the back of the queue and I'm like, oh, I just joined the queue. And I got up to him and I'm just like, oh, Woody, you're Woody, right? And he's like, yeah. And then I'm like, so would you, uh, I'm thinking of doing some direct, ex- direct action against uh, the war in Yemen. Would you be interested? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, uh, it might involve getting arrested. He's like, that's fine. And then I'm like, we'll probably go to jail for like a couple of years plus. And he's like, yeah, no, it's all good. 
And like within 30 seconds of meeting this guy, he's agreed to like go to jail for two years plus with me, uh, which is uh, pretty good as far as like first first conversations go. Wow, that is a very interesting relationship. Um, so how how did you go about breaking in? I guess yeah, a kind of a bit of planning uh, went in. So we went for went for a look around the base first of all. We uh, we worked out where uh, where the weapons connected with the war were were being manufactured, um, and uh, there was some different options as guidance systems uh, in Scotland. Uh, and then we stumbled across a a plane spotting website which told us all the information about uh, the jets which were carrying the weapons bombing. Uh, the the mosques, the hospitals, the schools, and so on in uh, in Yemen, uh, and we realised that a big old chunk of the the jets were, were made and as maintained at this private arms uh, base airfield in uh, in Wharton near Lancashire uh, in northern England. So we went to have a look around to see how easy it was to get in, basically, see if we could see a way in, see if we could work out where on earth the jets were. And so yeah, we we walked around the base, we looked at the the fences. Um, the the best bit of intel we got was from uh, plane spotters. There's always plane spotters there because there's lots of cool jets taking off all the time and so we got chatting and just uh you know asking different questions and uh he was kind of geeky in his plane knowledge which is always helpful i'm geeky in um different knowledge but he was geeky in his plane knowledge he wanted to tell us all about it and so we, we asked about saudi jets eventually and he told us exactly where they were uh, and then we saw one on the uh, on the airfield as well and so we knew exactly which hangar uh, they were in and we could see which fences we needed to to cut through and when we, where we needed to go and so then it was just a matter of getting some tools working out the right times to do it and then having a go basically so you, you've all that info done can you remember the i take it you did it at night time you didn't do this at like 11 o'clock during during the day or whatever yeah so we did this at uh, about 4 a.m ish and we did it on a sunday night because there's less likely to be people working and uh we kind of we drove up to the base yeah you know, really kind of brushed over that bit there it was like you know, six to nine months pretty intense preparation uh, uh you know i know more about planes than i ever want to and and yeah we just you know dri- drove up to the base you know kind of had put like duct tape over any reflective clothing wearing dark stuff we kind of walked through a field uh got to the fence had a little look-see anyone come in no get out the bolt cutters cut a little flap through the fence like chip 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 lift it up like a like a cat flap, as Woody so aptly pointed out at the time, uh, and cool through. And then there was another fence, a bit more hardy this time, made another little cat flap, uh, cooled through again, kind of. Uh, and, then, and then we're we're inside the base and we, we wander along a kind of like a big hedgy mound thingy. We get to another gate and Woody's like, yeah, let's cut it open. And I'm like, it's a farmer's gate. It's about a metre high. We'll just climb over. Uh, so we climbed over that. And then we had to cross this gigantic floodlit taxiway and you know like the lights were so bright you can't look at them uh and this stuff is like the size of like you know three or four football pitches and we just walked across it yeah and they got cameras but they clearly missed us and were you ever like nervous that you were going to get caught or not even just imprisonment but worse maybe uh yeah i think well we knew we were going to get caught at some stage i think the question is at what point were we going to get caught we were sadly we were we got caught before we got to the jets we were hoping we'd get caught after we got to the jets uh, which would have been uh, the ideal i mean that's part of our preparation a lot you know lots of different kinds of preparation go into it and uh sam and i discussing before the action what to do under certain circumstances so mm. what to do if the security find us are not being threatening um you know we 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 drawn all like, all the tools that we took in we we drew like the love hearts and 
flowers, even put some scripture on, um, just to be like, look, these are not threatening weapons. We're here to disarm planes. We're not here to uh, hurt it, hurt people. And so, but, but what happens if they are violent? What happens, you know, who are being restrained in certain ways? So there's lots of uh, um, conversations about that. In the end, they were just a bit confused as to who we were, who we were, and why we why we were there. Um, and they were actually, you know, nice and uh, and it was it was quite easy going when they did did catch us uh, in the end. So, uh, but yeah, we'd we'd prepared for that as well. Obviously, you were caught during this kind of um, mission to disarm these things. What exactly happened when you were caught? Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting moment. I think on on the side of the 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 security and and us, it was fairly pleasant as far as interpersonal uh, goes. There was a, a moment of feeling uh, of gutted, as as I mentioned. But the <laughs> I think the great bit again, probably interpersonally, was Sam. Oh, so it was freezing cold January. Uh, so I had my warmest scarf on, and uh, Sam looks across at me and just kind of uh, kind of put his fist, his kind of hand near his 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 neck and pulled. He was telling me to pull down my scarf, and so I, I thought, yeah, I'll pull down my scarf. And the reason why I did that is because underneath I was wearing my clerical shirt, and so you could see the the collar of my you know my clerical uh, shirt. And uh, and I think there was a moment where security were just like, ah, this you know this isn't the or this isn't the ordinary even for people breaking into the into the base what on earth do we do that uh do now and I, and the same was true we were taken to uh, were taken by security to the edge of the base and then arrested uh and then taken to uh blackpool uh kind of police station where the cells are absolutely freezing and horrible. I don't recommend it at all. Uh, and again, I think they just wanted us out there as quick as possible. You know, it's, uh, you know, Sam has said a few times, it's not good having a, a reverend in the cells. Um, so I think they wanted us done pretty quick. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, yeah, the interesting and weird thing about going through the arrest process. Okay, because I'm just wondering, like legally at the military base, and do they have a, a right to like shoot trespassers? I don't know what the, the law is. Like what the, within their rights if they had have killed you to kind of say, well, military base, we didn't know what was going on, could have been terrorists, so there we go. So we had considered that there could have been people there with weapons, with live ammunition, and we had plans for what to do about that, which was to put down our tools and put our hands in the air, which was pretty much our plan for most eventualities. Actually being in the planet, in the hangar with the planes, in which case we thought we could, you know, these planes are being used every day in bombing sorties in Yemen. And, you know, the Saudi armed forces literally cannot get enough war material, planes, bombs, whatever, out there to flatten Yemen's water and sanitation systems and cause, you know, what the UN's calling the world's worst humanitarian catastrophe. So if we got to, like, you know, if we put a plane out of action for a week, just a week, that would have undoubtedly saved lives. And, you know, and at that point, we might have, you know, for instance, seen how far, because you can put these things out of commission pretty quickly because, you know, like, you've got a hammer, they've got a nose cone with a radar in. Nose, radar, very sensitive. Hammer, you know, really going (laughs) to... You're going to spend a bit of time sorting that out. And uh, we've done our research. We knew how to disarm these things pretty quickly. And you were saying, obviously, nothing happened in the end. They were fine. Like, you know, they didn't arrest you. They didn't punish you like you probably thought they would. So would you plan on doing this again? Or, you know, what did they kind of say? Uh, yeah, we were arrested. And uh, and it was a really interesting... They they, they didn't charge us straight away. Because uh, I think they were a little bit stressed as to what on earth to charge us with. They could have charged us to, uh, for conspiracy to commit 
mean, hundreds of millions of pounds worth uh, worth of damage. Uh, they they didn't. In the end, they charged us with about, I don't know three grand's worth of damage to uh, to fences. Is is what they uh, is what they they wanted uh, to keep with. it out of the crown court, so they wanted to keep it really small because they were worried that we'd get a jury trial and a jury would be like, well, like. These, these are weapons being used in war crimes. Yeah, go about your business. And it, eventually, that's that's you know what the district judge said anyway. So yeah, uh, we we got found not guilty after a three day trial. So a pretty light punishment. No punishment because we were found not guilty, and and that is a condemnation of you know what the UK is doing selling these weapons to Saudi Arabia. That it is legal to in the middle of the night cut through some fences and try and smash up these warplanes. That that's that is that's found to be legal. And you know, because what they are doing is so wantonly criminal. And you know, that's why we did it and that's why we were found not guilty. And the reaction uh, afterwards, because obviously this story is kind of, you know, blown up a little bit and you're getting a lot of traction on it, which is, I suppose, a good thing from your point of view as well, because again, I would have never heard of the, this situation happening and I'm sure a lot of other people have had their attention brought to the fact that this is happening on a, on a daily basis. So where do you go from here? Is it a bigger hammer and is it sneaking in at 5am instead of 4 or what's the plan? Uh, that's a tough question. We we did think at the time, uh, we came out, I mean, there was a moment where we 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 kind of it, it dawned on us that we hadn't uh, hadn't got to the planes and and what that meant as Sam says about just putting one plane out of commission for a week and and the lives that would have saved so there was a moment of being uh, utterly gutted and miserable um, mm. about it I mean the the injuries and stuff I hope is you know is raised awareness and that's good because it might mean. Uh, you know, future wars might not happen, um, but this this still goes on. Um, I remember a week or so afterwards, after you know we'd been uh, let out um, from the cells and going about our normal business, and I really wanted to just drive back and and do it again. I guess we thought that <laughs> kind of I don't know, like fifty people in pairs, you know, twenty people in pairs, all going at the same time, you know, that might have worked. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think the important thing to say is this war in Yemen is ongoing. The humanitarian yeah. crisis is getting worse. Uh, the UK in particular is selling a hell of a lot of bombs to Saudi Arabia. And if you want to do something, I'd really recommend looking at Campaign Against Arms Trade's website. They are fantastic. Uh, and, I'd, you know, there's... Uh, and the other thing is there's almost certainly people like Raytheon who operate in Ireland as well. There's brilliant uh, action in the past where a bunch of Irish people broke into the arms factory there and i'd say there's a book called the hammer blow which is about four people four women that broke into a base and did successfully disarm a jet bound for the genocide in east timor read that book and tool station or screw fix get some bolt cuts and a hammer i said my my father-in-law has always given me abuse for not knowing how to use these power tools or anything so maybe i'll put them to good use in, a, in an extreme in an extreme way and um, with that but um I said no well fair play for doing it because I said it takes some I say some balls and some courage to go into a, a you know break into a military base and, and kind of do that and I'd, I'd ask you guys if you're planning anything else but you probably obviously can't tell us here on the uh, here on the air without blowing the lid off everything but apart from uh, those websites and the books that you mentioned there as well um, is there anywhere that guys people listening right now could follow you you online and see what you're doing I mean I've got a Twitter account yeah. Like Sam Walton, but really, I'd rather you followed campaigning against arms trade, mm. or you know, 
followed your Black Lives Matter or there's a wonderful organization called uh, that, you know, look, look at organizations that deal with human rights in Yemen. Fantastic. And listen to what the people in Yemen and who are being oppressed by Britain's arms trade across the world are saying they're the voices that really need to be heard, not not ours. Yeah, there's people working on this all the time. You know, my my day job, I'm Methodist minister. You know, you can see me preached online if you want. That's that's what you're going to get from me at the, at the moment. Um, you know, there's people who are working on the arms stuff full time, and and they're the people who uh, often aren't recognised or, or seen or followed, and and should be more than more than we are. Brilliant. Well, listen, we appreciate you giving up your time, uh, Sam. Um, Sam and Daniel, sorry, the two guys who broke into the military base over in uh, the UK to attempt and try and disarm some of these Saudi fighter jets that were bombing huge amount of areas and causing a lot of damage over in AM. And listen, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, if you ever do anything similar, I'm sure we'll be in touch. But listen, stay safe and thanks for popping on FM 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big-